Welcome to the Raindrop Corner Podcast, a chill place where creatives and real-life superheroes converge to chat it up about cool things. And I'm your host, Kay. And this week, we talk with Jennifer Wolf, who is the executive director of Women Writing for a Change. This was an awesome conversation centered around how to be a good ally and how to truly represent all women's voices in the writing space, in the story space, and encouraging people to share their story in an environment that not only is safe, but welcomes them and embraces them for being themselves and honoring everyone's experience. So I hope that you all enjoy this episode as much as I enjoyed recording it. And without further ado, here's an ode to our guest. I cultivated art, and it was the word. It was the triumphant jolt of a thousand successes, screams and mutilating fears, juxtaposed against the wildest of stories. Stories. Dear sirs, ma'ams and nays, my stories, well, they were magnificent, but theirs? No, it was theirs that stoked Phoenix feminine flame, cultivating wonder into a legend defined. Yet no thesaurus or dictionary could encapsulate the meaning. It was interpretive and fierce, the beckoning of a literary hydra seeking its due. So aboard an ark we sailed, dispelling the voices, asserting that we'd failed. Truth found us beyond the pale. Gripping hands worn ragged, we sought to create spaces that dispelled the notion of isolation within races, but there were vocal embraces, so many faces, unleashed in tales that left stringent traces. We cultivated art, and it was the word. It was the triumphant jolt of a thousand successes, screams and mutilating fears juxtaposed against the wildest of stories, our stories. We paved lands, dark and deep and dismal, birthed a universe of tattered history, echoed in a room honoring our right to be, telling tales that only experience allowed us to see. Behold, a vessel, where the spirit is finally free. Dear hearts, we cultivated art, and it was the word. It was the triumphant jolt of a thousand successes, screams and mutilating fears, juxtaposed against the wildest of stories. Our stories. I'm so glad to have you on the show. Everybody today with us, We have Jennifer Wolf, and Jennifer Wolf is amazing. You are the executive director of Women Writing for a Change, specifically in the Jacksonville segment. One of the things that sticks out so much about Women Writing for a Change is the very, very present expression of stating that everybody is welcome, that you are inclusive, and also empowering people in sharing their voice, because I believe I was reading it on your website where... You're saying that everyone is a writer, and I really love that. Thank you, Kay. I just want to say that I'm honored to be on this podcast, and I'm so excited to talk to you. And I could tell the moment I heard from you that you were the kind of person that I would really get along with and enjoy talking to. Um, So I felt that vibe. And I really appreciate you reaching out. 
have always been a writer. I had a moment about 12 years ago. Um, well, I've been trained as a journalist. Mm -hmm. And I was in corporate training and development for a lot of years, but I had gotten burnt out. As I said, as I used to say, um, I couldn't do another PowerPoint presentation. I just, I couldn't do it. And I needed some writing that was real and that was permanent, that was documented. I wasn't even writing in my journal. I was mm -hmm. just in this headspace of um, doing work that didn't matter. And that is, does not feel like a good place to be. Mm -hmm. And I was walking my dog around the neighborhood, as I was wont to do, talking on the phone, talking to a woman who was my colleague in New Orleans. Um, we worked together for the business that I had there. Mm -hmm. And she told me that she had been in a journaling program. And I said, journaling? And it was like the universe went ding, 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 <laughs> journaling. You like that, girl? And so I said, really? You were teaching a course? You went, who, who taught you this course? And she had been through her sister-in-law's program. Um, who'd gotten certified to train people in journaling techniques. Mm -hmm. And I thought, wait a minute, I could learn how to do that. I could do that. And it was just a moment of clarity. Now, as for why I've always been involved in women's issues, I grew up as one of two girls. Mm -hmm. I grew up on a sheep farm where my mother was the farmer, the Dolores Wolf and Daughters. Wolf's the name, sheep's the game, eight, seven, two, <laughs> Anyway, we, I came from an atmosphere where uh, that was basically very women-centered, although I also have a father who is a feminist. And so he supported us girls. Um, it's a very good thing for a father to have daughters. It really teaches them a lot. And um, he also had a lot of good sisters. But we have always um, been conscious of how women are treated, especially in non-traditional roles. There was my mother as a farmer mm -hmm. and in, in a land of all men, farmers. And so she went to the farmer's dinner one year and she was the only woman. And the next annual dinner, all the wives came. And that was the reality of the situation. We have to open our own doors sometimes, or we have to open the doors for other folks. In terms of the writing world, there is a caste system like you wouldn't believe mm -hmm. that comes from academia. Yes, there are teachers. We learn things from teachers, and that's important. Mm -hmm. There isn't a caste system for writers. So true. I feel like from from grade school, you're told that you have to write this way, and you're punished for writing any other way but the standardized way. Yep, one of the number one things. <laughs> right? No, let's unlearn. You have to be a jerk. You have to talk down to people. You have to, no, no, no. Unlearn that. Now go back to the natural, real you 
which is a human being who wants to connect to another human being and help them and solve their problems. Be that person. And it's the same way with writing and storytelling. Unlearn everything that you maybe you learned in school. That's fine. Okay, those are tools you can, but you have choices about how to use them. Mm-hmm. Now, unlearn all that, and now get back to your own true story, your own voice, and just tell the story. If you can tell the story, you're a writer. Crafting it is a whole other level. Those are skills to mm-hmm. learn, right? But everybody can tell a story. And all we're doing when we're writing is telling our stories on paper, and then we share them with each other. Mm-hmm. That is an honorable act, to listen to someone tell their story, not to judge it, but to honor it, to give space to it. And even, you know, read back some of the lines to them to say, I heard you, your story is important, Sally. Okay? Now, Sure, there's writing craft and writing technique, and that's further down the line. But the first thing is, are you in a space where you're allowed to tell your story without being judged for it? That's the kind of space I want to create. That's what we're trying to do. That's all. And that's, it's such a needed thing, too, because nowadays there's so much fear to talk about yourself and to talk about your experiences it's so interesting that you brought up journal writing as a course that you took I remember when I first got to college and I was terrified of everything but I remember taking a writing course on journaling and everybody thought that it was just you know this bs class we're gonna go in and we're gonna journal and we're gonna get credits for it And the teacher, I didn't necessarily think that because I've journaled for a good portion of my life, but I've gained a newfound respect for it because talking about your inner thoughts and opinions, you are writing stories. You are a writer in that space. And when you read a book, whether it's The Lord of the Rings, whether it's The Help, whether it's whatever it is, there are inner monologues and there whether it's in third person or first person it is a combination of people telling their story in one form or another and i feel like that's a kind of writing that is not not equated to actual writing so thank you for bringing that up um and just for what you do in general it's important for people to feel like they are safe in a space. Even when we go back to like the caveman days, or if you look at tribal designs, there are people gathered by the fire or gathered in a group telling stories. And that was something that was encouraged back then. And in some ways we've almost regressed in terms of having truly inclusive spaces. So you explained a little bit about how you grew up and how you shifted from the corporate world into doing what you really wanted to do. How did you come upon women writing for a change? Well, I have a sister in Cincinnati, and women writing for a change started in Cincinnati 30 years ago. Uh, the founder was Mary Pierce Rosemont, mm-hmm. and uh, she it was a high school teacher and decided that she, um, after they tried to tell her what books she could or could not give to her young women um, to uh, about writing, she said, you know what, I think I can make my own school. I think I'll make my own rules. And so that's what she did. Uh, and then she wrote a book about how she 
this organization, and she began to um, train facilitators um, and certify them so that they could open their own, we call them schools or affiliates around the country. So um, she's trained about, they've trained about 150 women. 20 of them have gone out and created their own affiliate schools. Um, there are about 10 established affiliates right now. And mm -hmm. I'm adapting. So, you know, I got lucky. My sister gives me great direction. And she said, this is a group you should connect to. And I did. I walked in the building, went to visit, walked in the building. I said, yep, I'm in. And I do want to say, we are a women-centered organization, um, but not exclusively. We acknowledge there are many genders. And we need space for all identities, okay? And we center women. Because women, unless they center themselves, will be erased. You know, these are the facts um, that anthropologists have, have said. They've done the work and they've looked at it. And they said out of the all of the documented human stories, all of it, 99.5 of it centers men. It does. It's only 0.5 centers women or is literally women's voices, not to mention women of color, okay? And so we have to create space for our stories, and we have to tell our stories, and we have to document them, we have to make sure that they are heard by others and passed on, otherwise they will be erased. That is how we create a community that can still be inclusive, many different types of folks, and still center women because that is the space that we find it. And as we get bigger and better um, and grow, you know, we will have um, the opportunity to do more work in with other communities and other identities, and we're hoping to get there. But we want to do it well, mm -hmm. so we have to go slowly. What does doing it well look like? I'm the same way. <laughs> and, uh, but the conscious feminine leadership style, which is what we try to practice at Women Writing for a Change, says, okay, slow down, hold on, um, let's be intentional about this, uh, let's be intersectional about this, let's write about it, let's, um, consider multiple voices, let's do the work, let's study it. Well, that can be a challenge for me. Um, I want to just, okay, let's do it. Now, for example, on the issue of anti-racism, uh, it became so clear last year that we had so much work to do. But what expertise do I have? Huh? I got nothing. In fact, I'm, I'm dangerous because I've got good intentions. Because good intentions are second place to impact. So if I jump out in front, which, I'm tend to, which I tend to do, mm -hmm. and I harm people, it doesn't matter what my good intentions are. And I've been fooled on this. I've been fooled by women in our own community that have said, Jennifer, backseat on this one. Let, let me drive here. Mm -hmm. um, and so I've, I've come to see where the many times I have made mistakes 
and am willing to hold our, our organization to that and be accountable to that. And so, you know, the first thing that I, I wanted to do consciously was take our organization's leadership to a greater depth. I needed more voices. I needed different voices. I needed ages. I needed different races. I needed to be, um, we need to be read because representation matters. It does. By the people whose voices have not been heard. I went to a presentation where there were 12 speakers. This was about six years ago. 12 mm. speakers. And only three of them were women. None of those women was a woman. And I said, are you kidding me? And in this entire city, we only have three women that have something to say on this topic? Nine men, but three women? Now, just a minute. If you want women's voices to be heard, you have to recruit for them. And, and they said, well, well, you know, women don't volunteer. We have to be intentionally recruiting so that we are presenting many voices intentionally. Mm -hmm. And we have to do the same thing um, from a racism standpoint. And I, I, um, I don't want to say more than I, uh, than I know, but all I know is a fierce determination to do better. Fierce. Mm -hmm. yep. And some of that comes down to, you mentioned it earlier, providing a safe space for people to tell their stories. In a lot of instances, you know, as a person of color and also as a woman, a lot of times, whether it's a, a presentation, whether it's, you know, just a support group, whatever it might be, a lot of times it's very hard to feel safe in those spaces, especially when you go to those websites and you want to volunteer for something, but you don't see someone who looks like you or you don't see that it says inclusive or diverse so you don't know if you'll actually be accepted in those spaces. So you don't volunteer because you have nothing to you have nothing to look at that tells you that your voice even is even wanted there. And I agree with you. You do have to actively go out and seek out women, people of color, even other spectrums like gender, gender variety on the LGBT plus spectrum. That's something that you have to seek out because a lot of times people want to make sure that they're going to be okay in a space before they include themselves in it. Right. And that is why we have to have leaders in, from our, in our team within our organization who represent all of those um, particular identities. And that's, that's what we're working on, the, the foundation, because when we have faculty members, when we have board members, when we have advisory circle members, when we have um, scholarships set up for the BIPOC community, mm -hmm. when we have scholarships set up for any woman, that is the doorway that people, scholarships um, is the doorway. And the representation that they see when they open that door is, okay, I'm welcome here. And, and that's what we're trying to do. And it is not easy. It is not easy work. And uh, I can't say that I feel like I've done my, my best. I, I feel like I've failed on, on more than one occasion. And uh, I'm, but I'm willing to learn. 
I'm willing to admit when I make a mistake, um, it, it's, um, it's tough. It's tough. Where do you feel like you've su succeeded? Good question. Um, well, for example, our anthology um, this year is uh, being edited by a, a young BIPOC woman. Mm -hmm. um, we have BIPOC folk on our board. Um, we've expanded our advisory circle um, to include BIPOC women and our Making we our our art show this coming spring will be curated by um, two uh, members, of, two artists from our community uh, who are also women of color. Um, so in every chance that we have an opportunity to put in a representational group um, that will signal, you're welcome here. That's what we do. And I have a board that is 100% in support of that. That's and the like first step, though. You have people that are on board with it, and then you create something that's even more radiant than it was before. I do want to ask you, paint a picture of what Women Writing for a Change specifically offers outside of the space to share your story. What, what exactly does that look like in terms of what people can get? Writing and the writing circles that we offer, uh, art and the art exhibits that we put on, publications, a combination of that writing and that art generally produces documented work, and then events in the space that we are presenting the art. And so those are the four sort of pillars of our organization, our four areas of interest. Specifically around writing, we are a semester-based organization, spring, summer, fall. And each semester, we offer multiple writing classes. They could be our core class, which is a 12-week program that I facilitate. And in that, we, we have small groups. So you write in a large group, mm -hmm. and we have a very practiced way of doing that, you know, um, Acknowledging the cultural appropriation of we sit in a circle um, like the first people did and we um, uh, sit around a flame, you know, we light a candle to, to create a sacred space and we have rituals that we do that are about creating a sacred and egalitarian environment. I like that a lot. So that's how we create the, the space. And then we offer multiple. So there's a 12-week um, core class, but you could also take a specialty class, a three-week class, a six-week class, or a one-day workshop or a one-hour workshop even. Last spring, we did community circles, which was one hour every Monday for about a month for COVID. And we do them um, both live and via Zoom. Right? Of course, for the past year, we've only done them Zoom. Mm -hmm. um, That's true. So now we have another, another way that we can be true to our mission, accessibility and diversity. Um, so 
we'll always have that component. And we have several wonderful faculty members here, and we also use some of the faculty from around the country. So um, we can, so we do that with the writing. Uh, and uh, that, that is, our, and I could talk about the other components too, but let me pause there because I get all excited and I could, <laughs> I could go on and on. <laughs> A lot of people that I've just encountered in a variety of different spaces have stories there that they want to tell outside of, you know, just having general conversations with people and they don't know how to start or how to do that. A lot of them being women. So it's very useful and needed to have something like that in the community. glad that women writing for a change is something that exists in the community. And I'm glad that you exist and you are heading it and you have a board of very like-minded people too, because that's important. So I want to shift gears and ask about you. So given that you are part of this awesome entity and you've also navigated through finding your own voice and what makes you happy, from a cumulative standpoint, what has all of this done for you? What has it taught you as a writer, but also as a person? That's a good question. What has it taught me? What it's taught me to, to and I'm, I'm laughing as I say this, is slow down mm-hmm. so that I can absorb all of the, the beauty in what I hear in people's stories. Um, and the beauty of this work. And I am continually learning. Slow down. Go deep. Uh, The garden doesn't, you can't pull the shoots out of the ground. Uh, Let's cultivate this garden. Let's nourish this garden. I've met a lot of incredible people. I've learned from them. Of course, everybody learns from Hope McMath. Um, Hope I, is amazing. <laughs> <laughs> I love her so much. Yes, Robert Colicello. Um, yes. Um, you know, Shawana Brooks and, mm-hmm. and just 
Karen Morian, you know, just many teachers in our community. And uh, Stacy Goldring with um, Searching for Identity. Um, Sharon, Sharon Scholl, who's one of our, our, our um, poetry editors for the anthology. Mm-hmm. These are my K-2 teachers. And we, I just want to keep being a good student here and just keep learning and take what I have learned and do something with it. So that's why it's constantly, what's the next thing we're going to do? How deep can we go with this next thing? Who else can we bring into the community? What other voices need to be heard? And and that's fun too. So that keeps it going. And of course, every new person that comes into the circle is a gift. Is a gift. That's awesome. And I'm glad that, you know, all of the individuals around you, not only are they teaching you, but you're also there to kind of help cultivate their journey in some form of the way. And that's very needed. I've been asking everybody this as well, just because last year was such a heavy year. And typically with individuals who are not only self-aware, but very aware of what's going on in the world around them and the injustice, if you will, it it creates an added layer of heaviness because you want to do the better things and raise awareness and be a part of the solution. And a lot of times that comes with a lot of resistance. So how are you personally doing? I love that. I used to bird watch too. I haven't done it in so long. I used to be. It's something that I started doing when I was going through treatment because I had all of this time to myself at the house. Resting is important, and I'm glad that you found things to do in tandem with that because it it definitely does help. It's something about the outside that is very cleansing 
Especially in an age where, like, we've all had to stay inside more than we've ever wanted to. <laughs> I have to say, I've thoroughly enjoyed talking with you, and I'm so excited that we had you on the show today. This was a lot of fun, and I thoroughly enjoyed diving into your world, and just, you have this, you have this huge appreciation for just life and nature in general. It goes beyond just stories, but it, it kind of folds into legacy, and that's a beautiful thing to witness. So, where can everybody learn more about women writing for a change and where should they go if they do want to find out how to get involved or how to be a part of it? Right. Well, our website is womenwritingjacks.org. Womenwritingjacks.org. All you have to Google is women writing in Jacksonville and you will find us. And on our website, we have a, a section for writers. So if you're writing, then we'll have the classes lined up. If you're an artist, you can find out more about submitting for our art shows. If you're interested in our annual anthology and submitting your work for our anthology, there'll be a place on the website where you can find out more and you can actually order our anthology. And you can also, there's an events venue and you can sign up for any event and we would love to have you. We're doing them very cautiously right now. Um, but in the fall, we hope that we'll back together in person form. But womenwritingjacksonville.org and we, you can also find us on Instagram, womenwritingjacks. And love to hear from anyone out there. And I know that you do have, of course, as you mentioned earlier, Zoom and virtual options for people who are more so homebound and maybe either they aren't comfortable coming out of the home or they aren't able to at this moment. So that's something for everybody to look into as well. There's a little bit of something for everybody. And Jennifer, thank you so much for coming on the show. It was a joy having you. And of course, I will invite you to come back whenever you would like to. We have to do this again. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. the pictures on Facebook. And so, no, thank you for doing this and doing this work. And let's talk, darling. Let's talk. We will. We will. I know how some people say that and then it never happens. It actually will happen. Thank you, everyone, for joining us tonight. And until next time. Thank you to all of our listeners out there. As always, you are the most beloved and make all of this magic possible. Talking with Jennifer Wolf was a wonderful experience for me. And I think whether you live in Jacksonville or not, it's just so important to have spaces where there are people advocating for you. And most of all, where you have the space to advocate for yourself, whether it's through stories or whatever it might be. If you are in the Jacksonville or North Florida area and you are a writer and I mean writing in the sense of it doesn't matter whether or not you're writing short stories, poems, you're writing in your journal. If you are someone who writes things down and you share parts of yourself on paper, even if people have never seen what's on those pieces of paper, check out Women Writing for a Change. It's a great organization and there are lots of cool opportunities, be it classes, be it the opportunity to have your work featured in an anthology. 
or just being around other people who give you the space to be you and express yourself in the truest way. So thank you so much for listening to this episode. The Raindrop Corner podcast can be found on iTunes, Spotify, SoundCloud, and all standard listening platforms. Until next time.